Is it Ramon and Rick Flair got to face the ultimate maniacs of the Survivor Series? Oh, yeah! Explosiveness that can never, ever be recreated. A chemical combustion that forms a bond forever and ever, which means the ultimate maniacs are totally out of control. Oh, my God, out of control. <laughs> wall that you guys backed yourselves into right here yeah do you see any back door do you see any door which you can escape no you don't because this wall is made of solid steel that is bonded by all the ultimate maniacs all over the world because we know how to survive and at the survivor series the ultimate warrior and the macho man yeah, and the ultimate man his very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? I think I got my swagger back. Desk. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk. It is your mains mans in the building again. Your favorite sportsologists are back. I am your guy, Desert L. Hicks Jr. And remember, folks, that I am here to give it to you. <laughs> and uh, could I just laugh that Macho Man and, and, and uh, <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior? <laughs> and this your man, Black. We are back in the building once again. D, it's been a long time. Yes. One of your favorite sportsologists back in the building. Yes, absolutely. Glad, glad to be back in studio. Um, we got a quite a bit to get into the, into today, but we're gonna also welcome back some of your favorite seg segments. I know it's been a long time. The sports world has been uh very busy, very, very, very busy. But me and Black have decided to go back to. Uh, the original format, bring back your favorite segments, and still talk about your um, uh, favorite sports topics that's happened in the week. So, Black, let's go ahead and tip it off, man. Of course, we're going to talk some MMA today. King Canelo was crowned last night. We're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk some uh, uh, NBA as well. Uh, but before we get started, happy birthday to our Jacksonville Jaguar NFL correspondent, Rashad Robertson. It is Rashad's birthday at this point. Rashad is probably unconscious from celebrating <laughs> yeah. and having a blast. As he forewarned uh, me in the group text that we have for the sports day. So happy birthday to our guy, Rashad. Hopefully he's uh, having a great, great, great dad there with the Jaguars. Getting a huge win. I'm pretty sure he's unconscious somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, my boy, man. Absolutely. Hope you're enjoying yourself. Absolutely. All right, Black. Now. Seems like so long ago, man, but believe it or not, it's almost been two years since the last dance. Almost two years since the last dance. And during the time the last dance came out, we needed it. The sports world needed it. And hell, the world needed it. I mean, the pandemic was just uh, 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 running wild. A lot of uncertainty, mystery sports was shut down completely. I mean, it was just a lot of things going on. And Michael Jordan and the people at ESPN said, you know what? We're going to bump this up. Let's go ahead and get this out now. Where everybody's pretty much sitting at home, needing something to watch. So it came out. 
10-part series, The Last Dance, which was uh, supposed to be documenting the final season of the Chicago Bulls, okay? So we watched it all in all. I mean, star-started lineup. I mean, you had Barack Obama, uh, Kobe Bryant, Nas, Justin Timberlake. I mean, just a bunch of who's who was in this documentary, followed by the athletes, Jordan Pippen, uh, Phil Jackson, and everything. Now, y'all know what I'm getting to, okay? Y'all, y'all know what I'm here. I just had to set the table real quick. Your boy, Scotty, man. <laughs> Your boy, Scotty, has absolutely had enough. He has had enough, and Scotty has been voicing his displeasures of The Last Dance and Michael Jordan. Scotty has been voicing his displeasures of just how he uh, was viewed in this documentary. Scotty has been voicing his displeasures of Michael's insecurity and his ego being challenged by the reign of LeBron, Raymond James, a lot of things going on. So we're recording this on a Sunday. Right now it is 5.47 p.m. We're recording this episode on Monday morning. Scottie Pippen is going to sit down with Michael Strahan, the Hall of Fame legendary defensive end from the New York football giants who is out here doing his thing in the media world. He's going to sit down with a one-on-one and talk to Michael Strahan. So you guys might be listening to this podcast while that interview is on. Stop listening to this podcast and go listen to Scotty and then come back. Pause it. All right. We pausing it, but we ain't pausing it. So (laughs) Scotty. In my opinion, and I can't wait to hear what you think about this, Black. Scotty, in my a humble opinion, has made some very, very valid points. Mm. Scotty has kept this thing real and has gotten to the point where the Jordan estate, the Jordan front line don't want to hear this. A lot of people have come to the defense of Jordan, Stephen A., Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp. A lot of people have just just ducked and dodged what Scotty was saying and say, no, 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 Scotty tripping. But I got three things that Scotty said that I just just don't hear nobody talking about. The first thing Scotty said was, and I had to I had to ask myself, was the last dance a documentary about the 1996 Chicago Bulls? Was it? It wasn't. It wasn't. It was a part of the documentary, but the bigger subject of the documentary was Michael Jordan. It was Michael Jordan's career mm-hmm. from his humble beginnings to being the biggest superstar that the world had ever seen in sports. That's what this documentary was about. We set up here and did what? We did post shows after every episode. And what was the main subjects of each episode? Jordan. Then Scotty said, look at me. Look at what was talked about during the documentary. Not that I was a a 10-year first-team all-defensive player. No, that wasn't mentioned. Mm -mm. My contract dispute was mentioned. Michael saying I should have got surgery was mentioned. My upbringing with my family was mentioned in the negative light. Now, I got to go with Scotty on that. They talked about all of Scotty's hardships with his, his dad and his brother and how he came up. Where was the glory that Scotty Pippen, a.k.a. maybe the greatest teammate in basketball history, Robin, Kobe, Shaq, Jordan, and Michael. That's it for me. 
When you talk about the two greatest on the same team that really captivated and was the juggernaut of a basketball team, Jordan Pippen, Kobe Shaq. I might be missing some folks, but I'm just saying two people, not the Spurs dynasty. I ain't talking about them. I'm not talking about LeBron and his cast of characters. No. Jordan Pippen, Kobe, and Shaq. That's a rarefied air conversation. So, Scotty said those two things about how he was depicted in the documentary and how the documentary was about um, uh, Michael Jordan. Third and last but not least. And I know your chuckles. Oh, D, they hating. He hating. He hating. Da, 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 da. It has been all but verified during the 2000 and was it 16 NBA Finals? 3-1 was completed by 4-3. Raymond gets one for Cleveland. The sports world, all of you who are listening at this moment, all of y'all sat down within yourselves and said, my God, LeBron James has done it. He has surpassed Michael Jeffrey Jordan. He is the GOAT. We had conversations about this. Why conversations? And Michael Jordan picked up the phone. This documentary was set to never come out. Michael said it didn't need to come out. But then Michael Jordan, during the Cleveland Cavaliers parade, told his team, get on the phone with ESPN. This documentary needs to come out. Hmm, why? Why not, Mike? <laughs> I'm just saying, all but speculate. Now, Black, you hear all the stuff, old Scotty hating, da, 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 da. but did I name three valid points that you can sit there and say, you know what, D? I ain't really think about it like that. Or is Mike, is Scotty just tripping? I wouldn't say Scotty tripping. I'm going to say two of your points are valid. Mm-hmm. But I think the one trying to paint... Scotty in a negative light with his family. I don't think that was. I don't think that's valid. Okay, you know they just they they not only did Michael Jordan's upbringing, or they did Dennis Rodman's. Mm-hmm. They did Scotty Pippen's. Mm-hmm. They did Phil Jackson's mm-hmm. upbringing. They they did all those guys upbringing in that documentary. Okay, so for him to say that that was painted in a in a in a negative light, I disagree with that. But as far as the drama part of it, oh, Scotty don't want to get surgery. Scotty was wrong for what he did. Scotty walked down on his teammates when Michael Jordan wasn't there. All those things, I, I 100% agree with. It was showing a negative light on Scotty Pippen. And if I'm Scott, I'm like, yeah, because none of his glory was never praised in the documentary. None of it. But we heard all the great things Phil did. We heard the great things that Dennis Rodman did. And we heard all, all the great things that Michael Jeffrey Jordan did. All of them. Every single one of them. And I have to agree with Scotty. Like, it's kind of shady a little bit. And I'm mm. so happy. I'm so happy that he's doing this. Because people only... In this world, quote unquote, these Jordan lovers, these Jordan praisers, yeah. these Jordan blood. He can't do no di- wrong. He can't do no wrong. He, and he's never done any wrong to, to them. Every single day when I clock in and we I'm at work or we have a conversation about the gold, this and that, the very first name comes up is always Michael Jordan. Sure. But I want to know why. Sure. Why? Sure. 
And you know, dear, I have to stop myself before I get into it because I know where to start arguments. <laughs> yes, it will. And I try to refrain from having arguments about the <laughs> about the LeBron and Michael Jordan aspect of who's the GOAT. Sure. So I just, I really believe that Scotty, if, if Scotty had the opportunity, which we're going to see tomorrow morning, and I'm so happy that you said that it's tomorrow morning because I didn't know. It's tomorrow morning. So I'm going to wake up bright and early. Yes. And I'm going to watch that myself, but man, yes, I would love to see if they gave Scotty the t- Scotty the opportunity mm-hmm. to do a part to do a ten part series about the Bulls. How would it be? Mm-hmm. I think it'd be a lot more fair, a lot more real than what Michael Jordan did. And the reason why I say a lot more real and fair because this was only done out of the spite. Because Michael Jordan felt like he was being surpassed yes. by LeBron James. Yes. 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 And Michael Jordan had already been gone out of the NBA for a decade. Maybe more than that. Why is it so years. why is it so important 20 years. for you, a guy who's sitting at the house, a billionaire, why is it so important for you? Not to be surpassed by another great basketball player. What's so wrong with that? You had your time, and it's at that point it was LeBron's time. Is it the fact that he did something that you never did? And he started getting people thinking that love you and thought about you the same way? Hmm. Yeah, man. Michael Jordan has really Ruffled some feathers when it comes to Scottie Pippen. Mm-hmm. He has rubbed Scottie Pippen the wrong way. And I don't blame Scottie for coming out like, no, Michael, we used to, we boys, are you, but you're wrong. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. You came out and did this because you feel like your ego was being bothered. Challenged. Being challenged by LeBron James. That's all this is. And it wasn't LeBron per se. It was, it was the wave. That of LeBron James. At, it's LeBron. In 2016. It's LeBron. Just go back to 2016. That's what I'm saying. But sit, sit in it. But 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 D, even 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 before even before then, people was like, man, LeBron's so great. But he just need that moment and he got that moment. It was people already like scratching their head, like, man, LeBron doing some things, man. I ain't never seen it. Then to come back from 3-1 down. I guess the greatest team ever on paper. On paper. And the MVP better was than on the that Bulls. team. Yeah. Better, than, better the Bulls. than the Better than the Bulls. And the MVP was on their team. A unanimous one at that was for the Golden State Warriors. I feel like <laughs> Michael Jordan and people, I'm probably going to get killed that word. Oh, for sure. You know we're going to get like, hit. I feel like Michael. You know, smooth somewhere boiling I right now. I just feel like Michael Jordan was, was, was being an ass. Mm. And he did not want LeBron James to have any of his space. When it comes to call call being the goat. Rarefied air, as he calls it. <laughs> it bothers Mike how globally LeBron James is com- becoming. It, it is. It matches right up there with him. Is. Is. Le- LeBron is on his way, retro and classic shoes. Michael Jordan has been doing it for, for decades and decades. Now LeBron's in the era of shoes. People wanting to uh, retro his shoes and... Overseas, LeBron is big as all. Got the posters just like Michael had. I mean, everything that Michael did that we saw on the documentary. 
LeBron, LeBron gonna James. He's going to have that in his documentary. It's, 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 he gonna it's have the that. same yeah, thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yes. But you know one thing that Michael don't have? What's that? Michael Jordan never came from 3-1 down. No, he didn't. But you know what they're going to say, though? He never had to. But listen to me. He never had to. Oh, it was times he had to, but when but he, he had a chance. He did it. He went home. <laughs> he went home. He went home. Let I don't care when it was. The, final, the, the playoffs is the playoffs. And you know what they say? You know, LeBron just lost in the first round of year 18. You know that, right? Last season was yeah. the first time he went home in the first, first round. round. Yeah. So he don't even know nothing about that. <laughs> when Mike was going home in the first round, six you know what? Let me let me digress. Do this ain't no LeBron Jordan. This thing. not. I but I understand, say, go but, ahead, go ahead. Mike, but but Scotty, I feel where Scotty has come from. Yes, because people are looking at Scotty crazy, and then I've heard people even say say to me, "Man, Scotty hard, man. Why Scotty was acting like that with Joy? What? what? He a man too." He a man. This is the thing about these Jordan lovers. Michael can't do no wrong. And he's never This shit have. just don't stink. I'm and sorry, he... D. <laughs> it just don't stink. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty, I salute you. I do too. Thank you, sir, for doing this. And I'm I hope I hope Michael I hope Michael Jordan somewhere sitting back drinking a bourbon and a cigar about to kill himself because you about to get a truth. For sure. For sure. I know he's somewhere in this dungeon in a man cave like, oh my God, what he finna say? <laughs> but you know, he done, he, done, he done sound the alarm. So he done sent Stephen A out. Stephen A, I, I talked to Michael. Him and Scottie Pippen are done. Mm, Scottie, wow. Come on, Stephen A. Come on, now. Let me tell you something right now. Scottie Pippen should be ashamed of himself. This is Stephen A. Why should he be ashamed, Stephen? Why should he be ashamed? If you just haven't hit this, why should Scotty be ashamed? The three valid points. That's all. This is all I'm saying. The last dance was supposed to be about the '96 Chicago Bulls season. It wasn't. Mm-mm. It wasn't. It was a highlight of Michael uh, Jordan's career. Michael Jordan's career and his life and his life blended in with the uh uh the final season. Last thing we're gonna get going because we got a lot to cover today. <laughs> now listen. One part that Shannon Sharp brought to my attention that I didn't even think about. Michael Jordan retired in 1994. Three. 94. They won in 93. Okay, okay, okay. 93, 94 season. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. He went home. He took his ball and he went home when I lose the desire to do the things that I love the most. It's time for me to step away. That's what Michael said. The documentary from that moment on to that season when he was not there shouldn't even been in there. Why was it in there? And you want to know what was not mentioned? Scottie Pippen being a top two MVP player that entire season. Being their all-star game MVP that season. But you know what was mentioned? Scottie Pippen walking out on his team. Mm. That season Michael Jordan wasn't there. Yes. Of the struggles of the Bulls. Yes, the struggles. Where Michael Jordan wasn't yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. How the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Viscerated the Bulls. Yeah. When Michael Jordan wasn't there. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. They showed the Knicks. <laughs> they got the Knicks celebrate. All that, man. So I just found it very, very interesting as I really broke down Scotty's beef. Because I said to myself, and I ain't going to lie, I was one of the main ones saying, man, Scotty tripping, bro. Like, come on, yeah, Scotty. Yeah, we all did. Let, we let, all let's did. Let's cheer, Scotty. But I said, you know what? This man... 
ain't doing this for nothing, man. What does Scottie Pippen have to gain? Nothing. By doing this. Nothing at all. Scotty said he ain't going to sit back and take it no more, bro. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get the book. <laughs> and I got my DVR set for record. For Scotty and Michael Strahan on Good Morning America. And I want to hear everything that man got to say. Because I'm not going to be uh, baptized by Stephen A., as he said, he tells all of us that we shouldn't even give two craps about what Scottie Pippen is talking about. No, 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 Stephen. We know M MJ, your homeboy. We know that. And MJ is behind the scenes calling around. Putting out what he wants to say. Because Michael Jordan ain't going to sit in front of no camera. You'll never see Michael Jordan sit in front of the camera and talk about this beef. He'll never do it. Because what he likes to do is... He just just blows up his friendships. Ask Charles Barkley about him and uh, Michael Jordan not friends no more. Because Charles Barkley set up on TNT doing his job and telling the truth. and said Michael Jordan is one of the worst basketball uh, minds as far as the front office goes in the history of basketball. Was he lying? Mm -hmm. This season is the first season that Michael Jordan got a winning team at this early point in the season with LaMelo Ball. Michael Jordan had been on, on the Hornets for 30 years. <laughs> So Charles wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. But Michael disconnected their friendship because the man was doing his job. Now, you can feel a way, Mike, that your homeboy sit up there and rolled you, but give me a holler. We could talk through it. If, if Black was an on TNT and I was running some team and Black got up here and said, man, D out here doing a trash job. Them boys is trash. I would be hot, but I'm blowing up my dog phone to say, bro, what's up? But I ain't finna say, hey, bro, we done 30 years of friendship out the door. Huh? <laughs> so anyway, that ran a little long. But I encourage y'all just to hear Scotty. Listen to Scotty. And we're going to revisit this next week. Because I am eager to hear what this man got to say on Good Morning America with Michael Strahan. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. All right, man, let's go ahead and get into the top five. We haven't had this segment in quite a long time, but it is back. What did you do in camp? It's time. All right, all right, all right. Let's go ahead and get into the top five. Now, Black, let us know what we got going on today with this top five, man. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm excited about top five. Today, top five, we're going to do top five combat sports fighters. D, shoot me your list of your top five uh, combat sports fighters. It was very hard for me to put this in order, so I didn't. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to go with the five. Now, my first name, I never seen the man fight live but I am just um, so focused on his journey in the ring, and that's Muhammad Ali. Mm. Um, just seeing and hearing the stories and the battles that he went through, I wish that I was alive around those times just to be in it. Because when you hear my dad talk about it, your dad talk about it, bro, it's, it's a movie when you hear about Muhammad. So Muhammad, Muhammad Ali is in uh, my top five. <laughs> Money May. Oh. Money May. 
Money made. It's my favorite boxer, man. I love the flamboyance, the undefeated record. You say what you want to say about money made, money made, but cha-ching, cha-ching, and his old never went. Number three, GSP. GSP, George Rush, St. Pierre, arguably my favorite MMA fighter of all time. Really, really love that guy. At number Two, I got to go with the highlight, Iron Mike Tyson, man. When you talk about an absolute savage, an absolute killer in his time, if I was a fighter, I would be Mike Tyson. I know that's easy to say, but I say it for not because he was winning the way he was, but people was literally terrified Mm -hmm. of this man. Terrified. So I'm going to go with Mike Tyson. And last but not least, I went back and forth with this guy or this guy. This guy or this guy. But I'm going to go with somebody that you probably wouldn't even think, Black. I'm going to go with Sugar Ray Leonard. That's Mm. who I'm going to go with. Sugar Ray Leonard. Love Sugar Ray Leonard. I've been watching his old fights on YouTube since I've been chilling at the house. I'm going to throw him in my top five, Sugar Ray Leonard. That's a good one. Okay. I like like your five. I kept it fresh on mine, though. I kept it fresh. I kept it fresh. At number five. I got the de- I got the ever dangerous two time world champion Earl Spence Jr. Okay. At Great number f- at number four I got Terrence Crawford. Mm. Uh, three time three time world champion three t- three time division champion. At number three I have Iron Mike Tyson. Like you just said, man. Like this guy is just <laughs> it's dangerous. Yeah. He was legalized to kill people. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Savage. Dude. At number two, D. You know I had to put my man's on the I list. I already know. Uh, I already know. B-Hop. Yeah. The executioner. The executioner. <laughs> Bernard Hopkins. Yeah, I know that's your man's. Yeah. And D got a surprise for you at number one. Okay. We just looked at this man make history last night. So I had to put him number one because it's never been done at that weight division. Saul? Saul. Okay. Canelo. Alvarez did not see that number one in my top five. Okay, this man accomplished something no boxer ever Mm -hmm. at 168. Never has never done it, and he accomplished it last night. So what a devastating TKO. Mm -mm -mm. We gonna get into that. King Canelo. (laughs) All right, great top five, great top five. Y'all let us know, man, about your favorite combat sports fighters of all time or current. Doesn't matter. Y'all hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Instagram. Text us if you got our personal information. Let us know. Who are your favorite combat sports fighters of all time or even in this current time? All right. All right, Black, we're going to transition out of top five. We're going to get into our start bench or cut. This week, start. Oh, oh yeah, you got a little excited. Dang, my opinion, yeah, I'm excited about this one. My bad. New sports desk. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? Maybach music. Maybach music. Maybach music. Maybach music. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into this start bench and cut. Let's see what you got going on out here, man. Let's talk about it. All right, all right. Start bench and cut. D, I was sitting home just so thinking. I said, man, me and my homeboy didn't. Really, really seen a lot of fighters in our lifetime. From UFC 
to boxing. It's just all over the place. We've been a lot of places and enjoyed ourselves, man, with the combat sports, with the sport of fighting. So these three guys, D, and you love them all. I hear you rant and rave about them more than anybody else. <laughs> so I want to know who you're going to start, who you're going to say is going to be the main eventer, who you're going to have on the back burner if someone doesn't make weight, and who you're going to tell, hey, man, you just got to go on the next card. Mm. Okay. Kamar Usman, <laughs> George Rush St. Pierre, and Canelo Saul <laughs> Alvarez. You're a dirty man. <laughs> You are a dirty man, dirty man for this one. Filthy, man. filthy. God, man. Okay. Who am I start? God. Come on now. <laughs> Who am I starting? Who is my main event of these three guys? I'm going to start Canelo. Mm. I'm going to start Canelo. He's going to be my main eventer. I mean, I'll, I'm always... Uh, I'm... Uh, I'm going to start Canelo. I'm going to start Canelo. He's going to be my main eventer. Uh, <sighs> I can't disrespect him, so I'm going to go GSP because I rolled with him for so many years and just throughout his career, I just can't do this to him. So I'm going to bench GSP and unfortunately, Usman, uh, you got to get ready for the next card, man. Oh, so I'm going to cut Kamara Usman, man. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ. What's and I had, I started George Rush St. Pierre. Started Rush. Okay. Yeah. I benched Canelo and I cut Usman yeah. as well. That was tough. That, that <laughs> That's was a good tough. one, ain't it? Yeah, you got me. You got me. That's my first time being on the other end of it. I don't yeah. like how it feels. <laughs> but uh, it was good, and it was good. Okay, dope, dope. All right, man, so we're going to go ahead and get into these topics, man. Speaking of combat sports, let's go ahead and get into uh, UFC 268. We're going to stop by here and talk about just the uh, amazing pay-per-view that we were treated to uh, on last night, as soon as I can find my drop, you know, we haven't done a traditional show in such a mighty long time, but UFC 68 was such a great event. Madison Square Garden, uh, New York City. Um, I think that was their third card in New York City. Mm -hmm. uh, such a great time seeing all of the fighters and all of the festivities. Holly Berry uh, was out there playing the part. Apparently, she loves uh, MMA. She has an MMA movie coming out on Netflix. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's coming yeah. out soon? Yes. Coming yes. out soon? Before okay. the year end. Yeah. Good, good, good. It's Black UFC 268 took place last night in Madison Square Garden. Oh, man, I was so pumped and so hyped for this event. And this event delivered the prelims. 
the pre-prelims, they had six KOs in a row before they got to the main card where Justin Gaethje and uh, uh, um, uh, Michael Chandler blew the roof off that joint. So let's go ahead and start there, man. Black, <laughs> Gaethje, and Chandler. These men almost absolutely killed each other in the ring in the uh, octagon last night. What'd you think about that fight, man? Fighter of the night is the word. Fighter of the year might be the word too, man. Like these guys have been talking about it in the build up of this fight, and they delivered. Man, Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje got all the heart in Aurora, man. To see these two warriors, man, go out there and put on the show for us, man. To start this card off with a bang. Man, I was looking to flip back and forth between the Canelo fight, but after that fight, I couldn't switch no more. <laughs> I just stayed put because I was like, man, to start this card off like this. Amazing. It was amazing, man. So shout out to Chandler. Shout out to uh, Gaethje, man, on a big wins. On a big win that's put him back, put him back in contention to fight for the title. Um Man, I'm 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 impressed with what I'm seeing from Chandler. His what third fight in? Even though he took some, he's taking two losses. But man, he's still one of those guys. Nothing to be ashamed. You know, of. I don't think I don't believe he's going to disappear. But man, mm-hmm. I love what he's doing. I love coming from strike first and coming to UFC. You really don't see fighters like that really have the success. Bellator. I mean, well, Bellator. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. coming from Bellator have the success like that in the UFC. But man, he's doing a really great job, putting on some great performances. Man. Very, very impressed with the kickoff fight last night with Gaethje and Chandler D. Great opening fight. You couldn't ask for more from the UFC. That fight is definitely going to be one of the contenders for fight of the year. And a matter of fact, Chandler is in another contender for fight of the year with him and Charles Oliveira. That was a classic in itself uh, when they fought for the title back in April. But, um, oh my God, just the punches that were being thrown. People shouldn't be hit like this. <laughs> The way these boys was getting hit, I mean, Gaethje is a tank, bro. Yes, he is. He is a tank, and Chandler is tough as nails. I mean, you just can't ask for more. If that was your first time watching a UFC uh, event, a pay-per-view, if that was your first fight you ever saw, you a fan for life. Mm-hmm. You got to be a fan for life. That was an absolute great fight. And I will say this. When these fighters come from other promotions like Bellator, and they come from Ireland, and they get to the world stage of UFC... Chandler dominated in Bellator. He dominated. But when he gets over to the UFC, that just tells you the level of competition that is over there. Mm-hmm. He's one and two in his first three fights. He could have, he should have beat Oliveira. If he would have been a little bit more tenacity on Oliveira, he should be champion right now. But he didn't do that. Oliveira showed hard and he got him out of here. Yes, he did. Justin Gaethje is a tank. It was certain shots that Chandler was hitting Gaethje with. Chandler thought Gaethje was asleep. That man was still walking. <laughs> <laughs> so just an outstanding fight I would love to see Justin Gaethje get the winner Of Oliveira and Poirier And we'll see where it goes because When he fought Khabib I knew he wasn't going to beat him because his style just didn't match To Khabib You got to get somebody in there who's a wrestler Somebody like an Usman Who is a great wrestler with great hands Who would have got Khabib up out here even though he ain't fight nobody But we'll get there uh, at another time So great opening fight Alright Black let's go ahead and get into Oh man Frankie Edgar Frankie looked good in the first round. Man, hell, he looked good in the first two rounds. Yeah, he did. He looked very nice. And then Vera just said, all right, bro, I'm tired of playing with you. And the up kick that he hit this man with, man, this man was out of here. I hate seeing Frankie. This is third straight knockout, bro. It's time, Dana got to do something. He got to do something. I know he top 10. 
He's he's still top ten in the class, but he won't be top ten no more in his class. But I, I don't want to see him like this. What you think about Frankie going out like? Yeah, that, man, man. I said it when we was previewing it the other day, man. Yeah. Frankie. He just don't need to be in there. He's an older fighter. And, and like I said, man, Frankie gave us some electric, exciting Great memory. fights, memories yeah. when it was his time, man. Like, but his time has passed. These young kids, man, they young, they hungry. And they, real. they walking through these vets who done been doing it for a long time. Man, man, this man kicked Frankie in the face and had made him put a smiley face on his face when he was kicking up. <laughs> I was like, what in the hell? <laughs> Yeah, and man. then after he kicked him, he shot the man in the finger. Yeah, man. Just ruthless, bro. I'm like, man, yeah. I think it's time. I agree with you. I think it's time for Dana to have a conversation with Frankie. <sighs> yeah. You know, Over a decade, I, I, man. I don't want to see Frankie still getting KO'd like this. I don't want to. I don't want to see this, man. And hopefully they can figure something out. But shout out to uh, I forgot Marlavera. Uh, Marlavera, man, on a big win. This yeah. should step him up for bigger fights. Absolutely. Moving forward. Yeah, great win from Vera. All right. All right. Let's get into the cold main event. Third round. I'm in Eunice. Defended that strawweight championship. Me and Black called it decision win. I'm eager to hear what you thought about this fight, Black. I was worried in the first two rounds. I was getting concerned in the first two rounds. Young Zhang Wali is an absolute athlete. When you look at her, she looks dangerous. I mean, look at the shape that she is in, and she is absolutely dangerous. But let me tell you something, man. Calculated mindsets going into these fights, they matter. And Rose outlasted uh, Zhang. She outlasts her mentally. The great coaches that she has around her. Mm-hmm. You can tell the difference between the corners of Zhang and, and Rose. Rose looked like in the third round that she might have been like giving up. She looked it a little flustered. She did. But when she got back, Pat, uh, Pat Barrett told her, stop. Breathe. Whatever you think about, you got 20 seconds to shut it up. I ain't never heard that before. Mm. It was a great display from her corner, and she went out in them fourth and them fifth rounds and absolutely shut down hmm. Zang and got the win. What'd you think about Rose's performance last night? Look, man, if you want to be the champ, you gotta beat. Yes, you do. The champ, absolutely. In the UFC, we see it every time. You gotta beat them. You can't allow fights like this. Either you got to be dominant through five. Like Usman and like Woodley. Us- and Woodley. Yeah. Zane wasn't dominant through five. She didn't beat her. Had her moments. Listen to me. I understand Zane might have outstrike Rose. Yeah. I know she might have had more takedowns than Rose. But when it mattered the most. Championship Zane might have won the first two rounds. But, when it, but in the biggest rounds, in the championship rounds. She was on her back. She, Rose did what she needed to do. And I want to piggyback off something you just said about her corner. Amazing job. Amazing job. Pat Berry, I understand that's his fiance, but if I'm a fighter, I'm looking at Pat like, damn, man. He's a great coach. Pat literally, literally had her focus. And then he allowed the other coach Mm -hmm. come in. And tell her the adjustments that need to be made. All in 30 seconds. He was in her mind mentally. 
and then allowed the other coach, which is Pat, what's his name, Whitman. Whitman went three and zero last three night. Three and zero last night. Mm-hmm. Allow him to come in and make the adjustments that needed to that that Rose needed to make to get over the top. Fantastic, fantastic. I understand. I understand that Juan Zane kept her uh, took her down, but she couldn't keep her on the ground. It wasn't long in the fifth round. Who was on the ground the whole time? Whaley. She couldn't get up on the back. You have to beat the you have to beat the champ. The champ. So RJ, don't come texting me one in the morning <laughs> about Zane got screwed. Yeah, she he, got robbed. Yeah, I don't want to hear that BS, bro. Run me my cash. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Like I told you when I seen you Saturday. Yes, sir. The <laughs> Rose, my boy. I love her. I love her. I love her. She is one of the best strawweights, one of the best women fighters out there, man. I I just love of everything all time. about her. Of all time. I told y'all D, when it come. Hold D. on. Let me get this off. I told you when it come to MMA records, get them records out of here. <laughs> Who did you beat? D. She hold on. <laughs> Who did she beat for her first world championship at the time? Joanna Jurczyk was the pound for pound best woman fighter in the world. Was she not? She was. Did she beat her twice? She did. Convincingly, might I add. Yes, she did. Zong pound for pound outside of Manu Nunes. What was she considered as the best? One Top of the best. Five, Top five, five for pound, pound in the MMA. MMA. Mm-hmm. Knocked her out KO first round. What happened last night? Unanimous. Decision. It was split. It was split. Was it? It was split. It was split. She decision. beat her. She beat her. <laughs> she it beat was split. her. She beat her. She beat her. Well, it was split. Get them records out of here. Yeah. When you talk about greatest of all time women fighters, the Cyborg, excuse me, Amanda Nunes, Cyborg, Rose Namajunas. She's above Ronda Rousey. Mm. She's above Misha Tate. She's above anybody else who you want to throw in that conversation because it's not many of them. Mm-hmm. Nunez, Cyborg, Namin Yunus. I dare anybody to challenge me. Rufio, you got my nimble. <laughs> That's why I stand. That's why I stand. All right, Black, let's go ahead and move on to the main event of the evening. Mm. Kamaro, the Nigerian Nightmare Usman. Retained the world welterweight championship by a unanimous decision win over Kobe Chaos Covington. I told you. <laughs> I told you. I said that brother there, he different than the last time they fought. Kobe found that out in the first round. And he really found out in the second round where he was flat on his back. And if it was 10 seconds after that second round, that would have been it. He dropped them, bomb overhand right. Get back up, dropped them, boom with the jab. Dropped them. Kobe face was all smashed up. But I'll give it to Kobe. That third and that fourth round, mm. that boy said, I ain't going out like this. And he started throwing. He abandoned what his coaches said. He abandoned what his corner wanted him to do, and Kobe said, I got to throw with this man. And he did that. 
And he stuck Usman quiet a few times. Yes, and that fourth did. round, that uppercut overhand combo that he hit him with, I was tripping a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That kick, though. But you know belly. what? Yeah, but that kick to the <laughs> belly. That boy said, ooh. <laughs> but you know what? Joe Rogan in D.C. reminded me. He never stopped moving forward. Even when Kobe was hitting him, he kept moving forward. He stalked Kobe Covington all night last yes, night. Yes, he did. He was superior. He is the best welterweight in the world at this time, and he is pound for pound the best fighter in all of MMA. Him and Amanda Nunes are one and two in my book. Don't talk to me about no John Jones. Hmm. Kamar Usman is a dangerous man. Yes, he is. He is 16 and 0 in the UFC. Never lost in the octagon. The man lost his first professional fight ever. Got rear naked choked somewhere in uh, Zimbabwe. (laughs) But since he's been in the UFC, this man has been unstoppable. One last thing before I kick it to black. Uh, Joe Rogan said something last night that I never heard him say about another fighter. I ain't hear him say it about Francis Ngannou. We done seen some scary men. Brock Lesnar when he first got there. Joe Rogan said, this guy, his name was never mentioned by the elite fighters in the welterweight division. They never wanted to talk about him. He was like Candyman. Shh, don't say his name. And they knew it early. He said they didn't, when I asked him about him, they didn't even want to talk about him. Because they knew that he was coming. And by God, is he here. Shout out to the Nigerian Nightmare. Man. Look, man, you know, I was a nervous wreck, man. But like you say, (laughs) like you say, man, this man delivered every single time. And I don't even know why I had any doubt. But, Mm -hmm. man, uh, shout out to Kobe, man. I I, I was giving Kobe a lot of props until I seen the press conference. He's still saying stuff about Usman. He a cheater, this and that. I'm like, man, come on, man. You just got your face bashed in again. and You still talk about cheating and this and that. Mm -hmm. Uh, like, come on, bro. I don't I don't know what was said when they talking in the ring after the fight. He told him but- he said he said it's all love. He said, you know, this is a business. And uh he said, you know, I'm I'm in this for the money. He said, I'm in this for the money. That's what he said in the middle of the ring. Yeah, but I didn't understand his logic, you know, in the press conference he told me, Oh, he's still a cheater. Yeah, character. You know, I just I I I, yeah, I well, if I'm getting my face bro, if, if I'm getting my face bashed in by a better fighter, bro, I ain't finna sit back and call him a cheater. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, like Great fight, man. Great fight. I had a... I just knew it was going far. I knew it. I knew it. Like, Mm -hmm. the stakes were too high, and you knew that Kobe was going to try to make adjustments, and you knew knew Kamar Usman was going to push the pace. You know, stay in his face, and man, that's exactly what we seen, and I love... How they switched it up with the takedown. It was it was a real mixed martial arts fight. You had kicks, you had takedowns, you had punches. You had a little bit of everything in this fight, man. And Kamar Usman does it once again, man. Like like you said, the pound for pound, uh, best in the UFC, man. And the I'm world just, in, in the world. I'm I'm just I'm just intrigued by where he goes from here. I know if Leon Edwards get over his hurdle, that's probably who yep, would be Leon. the guy get the get the shot. Mm-hmm. But man, like. Leon don't even got a chance against this man. Like mm-hmm. this is it's crazy how uh Kamar Usman 
dominates everyone he fights, man. Like it gets it's better. It, it gets better with each fight. Mm -hmm. Like shout out to Whit Trevor Whitman and those guys over there, man. Great team. Like he's a great coach for them. He has he has elevated Usman to greater heights yeah. since he has been there. Yeah. And he and, and to hear Usman say said he wasn't getting that down to Miami. He wasn't. He wasn't getting that. And he man, wasn't. uh the things that he's doing, I'm ready to see what's gonna happen next, man. Yep. But great, great fight uh with, with Covington and Usman. Absolutely. Great car from the UFC last night. UFC two sixty eight was phenomenal. It did not disappoint. You know, when these cars at Madison Square Garden are made, they're just gonna be great. They haven't had one snoozer. Yet, since they've been in the garden, and I'm pretty sure when they book the next one, it's going to be electric, uh, just as electric as the past three. Shout out to everybody last night, uh, all the winners and all the participants of UFC 268. All right, Black, let's move over to the boxing world. Saul Canelo at Everest. Viva la Mexico. <laughs> Was in the building last night versus Caleb Plant, previously undefeated Mr. Plant. We got it done. The first ever. Never been done in this weight class. Super middleweight, unified world champion, Canelo Saul Everest, getting your boy Caleb Plant out of here viciously. What was it, ninth round? 11th round. 11th round, getting TKO. that boy out of here, folding him up like a lawn chair when Canelo got tired of being in there dancing with him. You seen how Canelo came to the event in the Dolce and Gabbana <laughs> pajamas, man. We ain't playing. <laughs> Saul got it done. This is a great fighter. This man is setting himself to be a part of some conversations that a lot of people don't want to put him in these conversations. The man's last loss was over a decade ago. Mm. And you know who he lost to? He lost to Monday May when he was 23. 23. Canelo Alvarez has not lost in over a decade. He's been collecting championships and stacking bodies. Mm. His only loss is to Floyd. And Floyd caught him when he was a baby. <laughs> Floyd knew. He knew. Because <laughs> Floyd no nine. Floyd was tweeting about the fight last night. Floyd no nine. Canelo Alvarez, super unified middleweight champion of the world. Black, what'd you think about Canelo's performance? And where do you want to see Canelo go next? Um, man, shout out to Canelo. You know, I've always been one of those ones with Canelo, like who he's fighting. But he fought a good fighter last night and totally dominated him. Kayla Plant is not a it's not a uh pushover. A pushover fighter. He's a great he was a great champion. But it's levels. It's levels. It's levels, yes. It's levels to yes. it, man. And 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 I always been one harping on these guys that can, that Canelo's been fighting. And and I still want Canelo to I want him to get some of these fights that people want to see. I want to see these fights, man. I I don't want to see the Triple G. I don't want to mm, see those type either. of fights. I want to see those some of those guys like David Benavidez, some of them dangerous. I mean, big guys. I mean, these guys who really got that smoke, man. Get I I, I don't know what's going on with Earl Spence, Terry Crawford. I don't know what's going on with those guys. Can we get a super fight with somebody like? It's boxing, bro. You it's, know that. It's, I just want to see Canelo fight better competition. But last night was a step in the right direction because Caleb Plant is not a pushover fighter. He's a he, like I said, he was a great champion. And man, Canelo, I feel like somebody looked at me crazy today when I said, "Man, I feel like Canelo won every round." I feel like he won every round. Okay. You know, it it's, it might have been some rounds in there that 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 Caleb could have stole, but I didn't see where because the fourth the, round the, maybe the, the fourth the round power, maybe the power punching yeah for sure of Canelo for sure 
is so intense, so accurate. It's hard to give these fighters round when Canelo power punches outweighs everything that they do. And he hurting them, man. That's what I'm saying. When Canelo throw power punches, D, these guys take three steps back. They reset completely. Every time. Go look. Whoever didn't look at the fight, go look at the fight again. Whenever he hit Caleb Plant with power punches, the man took three steps back and caught his breath. <laughs> Canelo is one of the strongest, one of the po most powerful fighters right now. For sure. So congratulations on unifying the division. It's never been done before. 168, super middleweight. Ready to see what... I know we, he said we're not going to see him for a while. He's going to take a break. Won't fight again to Cinco de Mayo. He should. He should Next take year. a break. He should. And he deserved it. I did not know the man fought four times in... Tw <laughs> Yep. I didn't know he fought four times. He been active, man. He been active, man. He been active. I was like, oh, man. Mm -hmm. I didn't know he had that many fights. He deserve a break. He do. But, man, he's been great through every through every fight, and he's getting better and better. It seems like Canelo's getting better and better. The, the, more, the more bodies he add up, the more money he make, the better he get. Sure. That's what it seems like. So, shout out to Saul Canelo Alvarez on the big Big win. Yes, that's my guy, Saul Canelo. Abernez, all right? All right, man, we're going to come out of boxing, man. We're going to stop by this college football. And, man, we got to have us a little talk, man. Hey, this reduce lunch sports, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports What did you do in camp? Now listen, I know uh, Florida State lost. Y'all lost too. Why you playing that? Uh, yeah, I compete. told you. When the Florida Gators lose, it's mandatory that we show Flocka some love. Now let's get down to business. I'm not even here to bash the Florida Gators. Took a 40-17 loss yesterday to the South Carolina Gamecocks at South Carolina. Got into a little tussle with my guys last night on Twitter. James Dangleman and my boy Feisty Far, <laughs> my boy Tyrone Koppel, they got a little heated at me last night, man, because I ain't going to lie. Let me tell you what I was doing. No lie. This is the God honest truth. I was uh, holding my son, feeding my son, chilling out with him for a little bit. I was watching the Oregon and the uh, Washington game. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you got a newborn, you kind of in place, especially when the newborn is just chilling. You don't want to rock the newborn. You don't want to do nothing. You want the newborn to be straight. Yeah. So my, my newborn son, he was chilling. He was laying on my chest. And I'm I'm just sitting here the remote, like, all the way on the other side of the room. I said, man, I'm not finna get it. I'm just going to watch this game. And I ended up watching, like, the whole game. I really ain't watched nothing else. So we got around 10 o'clock, and it was time to turn on the UFC. So I didn't even know Florida and South Carolina was even playing. I did not. And that's not like me, but newborn now. So I look down at my phone, <clears throat> and I'm looking. What I'm saying? They saying Florida is despicable. Florida is getting. I was like, what are they talking about? 
So I go to Bleach Report and put, I said, dear Lord. <laughs> Them boys getting ran out of South Carolina. Now, the quarterback for the South Carolina Gamecocks was previously working at Tropical Smoothie last weekend. Dang. That's a fact. No, man. That's a fact. The man was a third string, man. This man was making Kiwi Quenchers <laughs> the weekend before. And then you look, and I'm looking, so I turn to the game real quick. The game is in the fourth quarter. It's, the game is already over. They put the camera on Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen, like, he needs some help. <laughs> Dan Mullen was over there looking like, man, I need some help. <laughs> so I went on Twitter and had my fun. Shout out to my guys, JD, and said they, you know, they had their fun going back at me. But then this morning when I woke up, I started seeing all the damn Mullen stuff. I said, okay. I watched his little press conference. And I was like, ugh. That's how you feel, Dan? And then said, man, said was talking this morning. And said just kind of let me know some things about Dan Mullen that he didn't even go over and sing the fight song with the band. That's tradition, whether you win or you lose. Then they played a clip of Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen, the, the lady asked him at halftime, Dan, you know, did you guys make any adjustments? South Carolina kind of jumping on you guys. Did you make any adjustments? And the man said, nope. That's what he said, nope. And I said, whoa. So I said, okay. I see what's going on here. Dan Mullen has quit on the Florida Gators. This will be Dan Mullen's last season here in Gainesville. Okay. Dan Mullen is leaving the Florida Gators or the Florida Gators will leave Dan Mullen. The man is disengaged. He's disinterested. He is no longer genuine. And for uh, the keep it real with you, I think he's a piece of crap. Dang. For you to give up on those kids. I don't care what's going on with the AD. Now, the AD, the situation out there with the women's basketball team, now that's disgusting. They got some trouble out there. In Gainesville with their uh, front office staff, it's disgusting what they got going on. I'm not even going to get into it. Now, if Dan Mullen don't want to be there anymore because of the morale factor, what's going on with the AD, and, and certain people knew about it, okay, cool, come out and say that, Dan. But the flat line on these kids, they give up on these kids and they conduct yourself in the match. All of these kids are your responsibilities. These kids left their parents to be under you. Me personally, I don't know if because I'm getting older and I'm a parent, but I'd be pissed off if my son was a part of Florida Gators and that head coach is acting the way that he acting last like he did last night. If you're frustrated, be frustrated. Hell, be like Nick Saban when you're frustrated. Cuss out of everybody and say, I'm done talking. But Nick Saban to go try to get back right and get it together. The man is a quitter. Things ain't going damn Mullen's way. He is bailing out on these kids in this organization, in, in, in this college, in this institution, in the organization of the Florida Gators. I ain't cool with that, man. I don't like that, man. Handle yourself with integrity, brother. Now I sat here, black sat here. We thought highly of Dan Mullen, but something's happened. The Gators was a top ten team coming into this season, and now these boys are four and five with the same record as Florida State. <laughs> Something wrong now. Something is wrong. How did they just tumble and tumble? They say they need a new offensive coordinator. They need a new defensive coordinator. No, 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 no. It's more than that. It's deeper. What the hell is going on in Gainesville? 
Now, I don't got no sympathy for nobody as far as football goes. But when I look at those kids on the sideline, that bothers me. I don't do. I don't like that. No matter what your allegiance is to your college football team, I don't do that. And he sat up there and he punked out on national TV. You didn't go over there, tell me you didn't know the band was. Uh, you didn't know the band travel. How do you know the band travel? You're the head coach of Florida. How did you know the Florida Gators band didn't come with y'all? And that's why you didn't go over there with the rest of the staff and those kids and sing the fight song. I don't care if you are preparing to leave, Dan. You should have went over there and held down your responsibilities. If you don't want to be there no more, then resign. You should have resigned at the press conference and been going about your business. You should have did what LSU did and told old Eddie, hey, <laughs> Coach O, you, you through, bro. We're going to let you go ahead and ride this out, but we just go ahead and put it out there that you're done for. Going to do that, Dan. I just want a fan of it. I know we make it laugh and we joke X's and O's when they talk to football. That's what we do here. We have our allegiance. But he made me sick last night. Mm. That was cowardly last night of Dan Mullen to act that way like you a big baby. You a grown man with one of the most respected and highly touted jobs in all of college football. With the Florida Gators. This is a top 10 job in college football. And you want to act like that without no rhyme or reason? Now, if you're giving us reasons and you want to be a man about yours and move yourself that way, I'm cool with that, dog. But don't act like that. Mm. You got these Florida Gator players on Twitter yesterday like they don't know what the hell going on. But they, 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 they committed there to come play for you, though. But that's how you act. Black, what do you think about Dan Mullen's actions and just the complete downfall of the Gators this year? Man, I couldn't believe it, man, because I was such a one of those guys who really liked Dan Mullen. I mean, like when he was do what he was doing at Florida. And I was one of the ones like, man, you don't need to fire your coach. He, you don't need to fire him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's potentially building something here. But man, just to see all the chaos that's going on right now, man, it's with crazy. the Florida Gators is crazy. Like I was watching, I, I was watching our game. I was like, man, I'm like, man, Florida State compete. We losing, but we competing. We competing. Quarterback situation wasn't the best, but we competing. I seen these boys compete. They was trying to do everything to get over the top against NC State, but they couldn't get it done. But and then you look, I'm looking at that, and then I'm like, well, man, shoot. Let me see how. Let me see how Miami looks. Miami fought back, get a, got a win. Then I said, let me go check Florida out. And I look at Florida, and Florida is losing 40-17. to 17. Dear God, that don't even sound right. Against to a smoothie the maker. South Carolina Gamecocks. <laughs> to a smoothie maker. The quarterback was making cranberry truffle <laughs> just two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, and man. I'm like, man, well, what's going on? Well, where's AR-15? Someone told me he didn't make the trip. What? Did, did he not make the trip? I didn't see him. Oh, Emory Jones, once again. Yeah. Damn money, you being this loyal guy has gotten you to this point. You being loyal to everything you want to be loyal to, to your defensive coordinator, to Emory Jones, has you in this spot where you're at. Awful. I just don't understand, man. I'm I'm totally shocked. Like you said, D, when we was previewing college football, we was we were we were high on the Gators because yeah. we thought this could have been a chance of them being able to do something this year. Yeah. But man. Sad, man. 
they might not win another game. Might not Florida make a State ball. might meet them this year. Hey, word in the street is, and boys, hope Norvell put one in them and go ahead and just go ahead and get it over with, man, and make sure oh, you go to... No! That's what they talking. Really? I ain't going to reveal who said it. But them boys say they hope Norvell and the, the Seminoles go ahead and put a hot one in the Gators, man. So they can get them up so out of here. So they can go ahead and get them. That's how bad oh, they want to go. Oh, <laughs> man. I ain't going to reveal it, but that's what they talking about, man. But just a few weeks ago. My Lord. No, I'm sorry. A few months ago. My Lord. Man, Dan Mullen is a mastermind. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. On the offensive side of the court, on the offensive side of the football. Mm-mm-mm. Dan Mullen has checked out Mm-mm-mm. on the Florida Gators. Who would have thought? Mm-mm-mm. The guy who was supposed to be the savior Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. for the Florida Gators has officially checked out of the building. Mm-mm-mm. I'm disgusted. Man, JD. <laughs> Couple, man, <laughs> I really feel bad for y'all, bro. I do too, man. I really do. I know you don't feel no sympathy for us, but it's okay. But we competing. Yeah, we competing. We competing. Yeah, we are. But we losing, so it really don't matter. But still, mm-hmm. what do Florida fans have to look forward to? Have you ever seen high expectations can be so high, D? And then before seasons end. They so low. Have you ever seen something like this with the program spiral so quickly during the season? Never. I mean, it it's probably has happened, but just off first thought. Can you think of it? I can't think of one. These boys are top 10. Especially with hype like they had. Yeah. You know, they came in, what, ranked what, uh, right outside top 10? I think they were 11. 11 or 12. Yeah, so something like that. I, 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 can't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't say, man. But it's it's crazy to see what's going on with them. I want to see what Florida can go, where they go from here after such a <laughs> devastating loss that they took a bad, well, bad loss. And Dan Mullen, he just a joke, D. He just a joke. He a clown, man. I ain't appreciate like that. what whatever it is. Is somebody in your ear about another job, bro? Go on and do that. Go Get ahead. out of Florida. Like you just you you just an ass. <laughs> I'm, that's what I'm gonna start calling you, dudes who make just make yourself look bad. You're an ass. <laughs> We, uh, this is a sport desk. We can say what we want to say. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what y'all going to continue to be when you do stupid things like this. Yeah, that was ugly, man. That yeah, man, ugly. D, very, very, very tough, uh, embarrassing loss by the Florida Gators, man. Hopefully, hopefully we can see some change here in the next few weeks to see what's going on with them, with their head coach, with their head coach Dan Mullen. Yeah, they say it might be breaking news, man. But they say probably about five minutes ago, uh, somebody went to uh, Dan Mullen house and asked them. Yeah, so that that, that might be breaking news. We'll we'll keep it abreast here at the Sports Center to kind of let you guys know what's going on. Black down, go to Spartans. <laughs> The fighting Mel Tuckers went down to the Purdue Boilermakers yesterday. And the Purdue <laughs> Spoilermakers, that's what they call them online, they knock off their second top five team this year. Black, I was so disappointed in Michigan State. How they went out there to Purdue and couldn't get it done? Black, did them boys fold under the pressure? Your boy Mel Tucker, talk to me, Black. <laughs> talk to me. 
Man, how you go out the boiler maker land and get embarrassed, man? The spoiler makers, man. The spoiler man, I makers. I can't believe this, man. Yeah, man. I know that would hurt you. I, know I say every team you. I give props to, man, for doing. They just <laughs> shut it down the same on this side of it. I thought I'd get through typing them up. I remember you was big on UCLA to start the season. God, <laughs> I, I was starting to give Iowa props, man. That all world defensive secondary. Out man, they go. They're right, out they go by the Boilermakers. Yep. Man, I can't even tell you Purdue quarterback, but this man threw for over 500 yards. <laughs> Did he do for 500? Yeah, man. Bad day. Man, I'm talking, what's up, man? Yeah, I was. I it was, was. He had the pants on, bro. He had cold, the pants bro. on, bro. It was, it was cold, bro. What you want? No, to do, bro? bro. You got to rock with the shorts, man. In 30 degree weather. Yeah, man. You got to rock with the shorts, man. You just throw your hoodie on, man. This man was 40 for 54, 536 yards, <sighs> three tugs. O'Connell, my boy. Never seen him a day in my life. Never say and then who and this kid Bell, the wide receiver, another 200 receiving yard day. He had 200 against Iowa. And Man. guess what produced it at? At the top of the division. Well, yesterday's win, they're sitting at the top of the, the, the big the Big Ten West, my boy. And who on the top on the other side? Ohio State? Uh yes. Yes. But they play Ohio State this Saturday. They go to Columbus. They go to Columbus. And watch they get rolled. Yep, by 50, probably. Man. But down go your boys, man. Man, the I can't believe it. Male Tuckers. And I hate to say, man, them, it, it, they done for, but, but this is a bad loss. It's a bad loss. It's a bad loss. This is what got Iowa up out of it, and they dealing with the same. Coming off a big win like Michigan, man. A comeback win. Comeback win. That saddens me, D, but shout out to the Boilermakers, man. They making noise. They Their future looks very, very, very bright. These yep. some young and these young kids that we talking about here, mm-hmm. like man, they um they got something down there in Purdue, man. So shout out to those guys on a big big win, second second time this year knocking off a top five team. Yeah, hey yeah. man, my guy Mel Tucker got to get it together, man. Yeah, you don't want to be top five going down to play the Boilermakers, cause uh the last three teams that was in the top five that went down there and played, they all lost. <laughs> Ohio State, Iowa. And now Michigan State. Mm. Uh, but we'll see what happens when they take a trip up to uh, Columbus and face the Buckeyes uh, next Saturday. I'm calling for the Buckeyes by 30. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Now, Black Cincinnati. Cincinnati barely gets out of Dodge against Tulsa 28-20. Arguably, Tulsa was screwed out of a call, out of a touchdown. Late in that game, they had many opportunities to tie this game or get back in. Black is Cincinnati making the committee's job a lot easier, keeping them out this top four. Uh, yes, they are, man. And it's so shocking that they struggling with this competition, man. And <laughs> I don't know. I was just saying how I felt like they should be in. But after these close, close wins over teams that you shouldn't be struggling with, it's it's hard. It's they making it very easy for the committee to keep them out, D. And mm-hmm. I hate to say that because mm-hmm. they're an undefeated team with 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 nice wins on their resume. But isn't the subject is uh, to win? Yes. Isn't that the name of the game? It is. But you got to win a certain type of way when you a school that's not part of 
the 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 power five or okay. you know what I'm saying or the elite. You know, you got to win a certain type of way. They do, and they got some help yesterday. The fighting male Tuckers gave him a hand, so they ain't gonna drop far, if any, with this week's rankings. That's they'll coming be out. probably top four. They'll probably make it in. They'll probably, they'll probably be number in. four uh, this weekend because there's only what three undefeated teams left in college, in all of college football. There's only three left, and they're one of them. And um, Georgia, Georgia, and the other one is Texas El Paso, my boy. Okay, shout out to them. <laughs> shout out to them. Black is something wrong with the Crimson Tide. A 20 to 14 win over the rival LSU, or the Coach O and those kids at LSU, they just going out swinging. I believe, I just say the kids going out, it's a rivalry. Those yeah. kids, you know, they, they fighting for Coach O because they know this is the last ride for Coach O. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama has, Alabama got some work to do because if this Alabama go play Georgia right now, they're going to get railroaded. Yeah, I agree. They're going to get railroaded. So, Nick Saban got some adjusting to do with this team. The passing of the ball is not how, we, how we've seen it at Alabama, D. It's like everything's run first and, you know, get the ball down the field, get in position to get a rushing touchdown. We're not seeing the huge big plays like we used to seeing from Alabama. Mm-hmm. I know we, I know uh, Bryce Young, he's, he's, still, he's still a young kid. Uh, still a lot of learning to do. But sure. Nick Saban, man... Um, you can't be having these close games, man, because um, your real rivalry is your real rivalry comes up, and who knows what can happen if you're struggling with LSU? Who just say you won't struggle with Auburn? Well, like you said, it's you know, a rivalry. You know, it's a rivalry. So, but um, I'm not too too concerned because I Nick Saban is gonna be Nick Saban. He's gonna adjust. He's gonna get these boys up. Mm-hmm. But um, I need to see a lot more out of them, D, because what I seen from them uh, last night was wasn't very impressive. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna agree with you. I just I'm gonna agree with you to a certain degree. I just think it was a rivalry. Coach O and uh, he had his kids ready to go. They know this is Coach O. You know, final last few games. They've been playing really hard. You're not gonna play LSU at this time. You know, and go in there and smack them. You're not. You know, they playing hard for Coach O. That's what I see when they play. And Alabama, they do need to get a little crisper on offense. The defense is still the defense out there. But offensively, they do need to kind of sharpen up. I mean, the collision is definitely brewing between them and the dogs in Atlanta in a, a, a month's time. But I ain't really too worried. I just kind of think that LSU team, they know those kids from Alabama. A lot of those kids know each other. Mm-hmm. You've seen the, 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 the type of athletes who what was on the field last night, especially from that LSU defense. It was some boys that they're flying around. It was uh, last night, so that that's all. I don't think Alabama in no trouble or nothing like that. I, I think they'll definitely uh, get it together. All right, Black. Last but not least, the Fighting Mac Browns Mm-mm-mm. did what needed to be done <laughs> and handed the Wake Forest Demon Deacons their first loss of the year, fifty-eight to fifty-five. Black shoot out, man. A big shootout. Black, are you ticked off that the ACC is officially eliminated from the college football playoff? Uh, no, because the ACC is terrible this year. Yeah. Outside of Wake Forest, but you knew it was coming with Wake Forest. I was like, man, they giving Wake – I said they giving Wake Forest top 10 love. Yeah, and, number eight. You know, Wake Forest ain't never been in that position. They don't know what it is. They were like, what? Huh? Num- number nine? We ranked number nine? They were saying that too, especially the quarterback. When they talked to him, he was like, what? <laughs> he, yeah. couldn't, he can't believe it. That's never happened at Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. Especially with football now. Man, hey – 
Sam Howell did his thing, man. That kid competed yesterday. I was very impressed with him. For sure. Coach Matt Brown was like, man, look here, we ain't losing this game, man. Mm-hmm. We going for all, we going for it all. And yeah. that's what they did, man. Knocking Wake Forest off in a shootout. I enjoyed every bit of it, man. Back and forth, back and forth football. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's what fo- that's what college football is about. And uh, like you say, D, no, rep- no representation in the college football playoff for the ACC this year. For the it first is, time. For the first time. It is what it is. It ACC trash this year, but but, you know, that's just how that cookie crumble, my boy. Yes, sir. All right, Black. So we're going to get a new top four, all right, in the college football playoff rankings this coming Tuesday night, 9 o'clock on ESPN. Black, who will be your top four? Who is your top four going into this upcoming week? Um, We got Georgia number one. At number two, uh, I still got Alabama at number two. I'm going to give, oh, man. That's tough, man. I just, I just, Oklahoma, man. Oklahoma. You gonna they gonna jump Oregon? I know they, I know they can't jump. I know they can't Michigan, jump Oregon. Cincinnati. No, no, Cincinnati's in, but they're not number three. They're number four. So who's number three then? Oregon. They gonna fall out the top four for you? That was a tough win yesterday at Washington. That was a tough win, bro. But you struggling with you were this Washington, bro. Bro, they beat them twenty six to sixteen. All right, D. I'm asking you, though. I mean, you feel like Ohio State should jump them? They've been dominant. They They've barely dominant. beat, bro. They barely They've won yesterday. They barely won yesterday, they bro. They pulled away from them boys. No, they did not. You know what that final score was, bro? Fu- bro, they, them boys barely beat uh, uh who they played, Maryland or whoever they played. Them boys almost got Nebraska 20 to 17. Uh, them boys ain't do nothing. Nebraska so tough team. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> man, who you for, man? I'm going to go. Who you for? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Georgia. I'm going to go Georgia, Alabama. I give Oregon a nod because of the win over Ohio State and then Cincinnati at four. Nebraska tough team. Yeah, 26 17, the same score with Oregon and Washington. Man. I got uh Alabama, I mean I got a uh, Georgia one, Alabama two, Oregon three, Cincinnati four. Same thing like you. I think so Cincinnati. What's the deal with Oklahoma though? What's I they think deal? I, I just think Oklahoma Undefeated, right? They undefeated, but earlier in the year, that Kansas State game. That Texas game, I mean, the whole thing with uh, Rattler and uh, the quarterback situation, I just kind of think they're making them pay for some reason. Well, do you think they take a jump towards the top six now? Oh, absolutely. Look, they schedule is set up sweet for Oklahoma. They got Baylor. They got Oklahoma State. Well, they got Baylor sad tonight, huh? Yeah, they got oh, Oklahoma man. State. They, they got some. They got they, some good games on the And they got the Big Ten, uh, Big 12 championship where they will face another ranked opponent. Okay. So they handle their business. They're going to be in. Okay. They're going to be in. So, yeah, I ain't really worried about it. I think as soon as they're going to make some noise. But, um, you know. Um, and how about Minnesota being ranked number 15 in the first ever playoff for this uh, season at 5-3 and three get housed by Illinois? <laughs> I mean, get absolutely. Champagne gang. <laughs> Champagne gang. I mean, 14-6 at Minnesota. <laughs> Y'all at home and lose 14-6. And the committee had the nerve to put y'all in the top 15. Yeah. And now man. y'all five and four. Yeah. <laughs> Fighting the line eye. Yeah. The yeah. Fight. yeah. And they had some big wins. Yeah, man. They didn't got Penn State, get Minnesota. They got some big wins yeah, so man. far. That's crazy. Them boys yeah. are bums. Down there in Champagne game. Yeah, I guess so, my boy. I'll let you have that one. <laughs> 
All right, man, we're going to transition out of college football. We're going to stop by the NFL. Uh, we're getting ready to wrap up the show. We're going to talk some NFL, some NBA, and uh, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Let's go ahead and get into some of today's NFL action. Now, at this time, we are in the fourth quarter of Green Bay and Kansas City. Didn't really work out the way we were hoping for with Jordan Love and the Packers. Uh, Kansas City absolutely suffocating uh, Jordan Love. It's 13-0, nine minutes left in the fourth quarter like Kansas City uh, is going to hold on, but a lot of time left in this game. Uh, a lot of people were rooting for Jordan Love to get out here and absolutely go berserk uh, because of the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. We'll touch on that for a second in a minute. But let's go ahead and get to the big uh, the big news of the day. Black, the Jacksonville Jaguars got one at home, my boy. They took care of one of the top five teams in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills came to town. Jaguars getting the win 9-6. to six. At home, their first win in America in two years, my boy. Yeah, their first win since week one of the 2019 season, my boy. Good God. 2020 season, good God. But it's all over. T-Law and them boys got them wins. Shout out to that Jaguars defense. Holding Josh Allen and that high pole offense to six Freaking points, Black. What you think about the Jags today? Yeah, man, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for them, man, because when I went to the West Coast, they just oh. embarrassed themselves. And you. <laughs> <laughs> and you, my boy. No, but it's, it's nice, man, to, for them to get home, man. They played with some energy. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they had been hearing it all week from, from seeing it on TV, from hearing people talk, man, y'all finna get railroaded. In yep. Jacksonville All the Buffalo Bill fans Was on point I'm like man Look at the Bills fan They all in the pool They was out there, they was out there In the pool <laughs> The Buffalo fans man I was like Oh no man <laughs> Look at the disrespect That's going on Out here man Yeah But hey man Shout out to the defense Man they They really really Put they uh, Put their stamp On this game mm-hmm. Man Josh Allen Played out of his mind Once again He had a good game In Seattle mm-hmm. But you really didn't. It really didn't mean anything because we got railroaded. Mm-hmm. But two great games from him back to back. Man, that secondary played really, really good. Like Josh Allen was just—he was uneasy and uncomfortable the whole game, all day. And it just to see that that interior, see those guys be able to get to Josh Allen and get them down. It was really, really good. Two picks by Josh Allen. Shout out to the defense on uh, those turnovers, man, to help out as well. Trevor Lawrence, he didn't play the best, and we had a scare. Thankfully, he's okay. He's a warrior, man. The kid's a warrior. He looked at everyone like, put me the hell back in. Mm-hmm. You know, I love what I'm seeing. I love what I'm seeing from him, after, especially after last week, man, because I was kind of, I was like scratching my head, man. Mm-hmm. But these boys found a way to win this game. It wasn't pretty, but those sometimes you need an ugly win in this league, man. To, win win. Yeah, win is a win. So shout out to the Jaguars, man, on, on, on a big, big win against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, uh, a lot of people didn't see this one coming. The spread for this game was 14 and a half for Buffalo. 
um, which is massive, you know, and rightfully so coming into this game. But if you, you know, if you bet on the Jaguars this week, I'm pretty sure you cashed in a couple of dollars if you took that spread, 14 and a half. So the Jaguars fought and fought. Very impressed by that defense. Offense was virtually non-existent. Trevor missed some pretty bad throws today. He had Marvin Jones wide open down the sideline uh, in the fourth quarter. Can I just simply overthrew him? I, I know the ankle was probably bothering Trevor. I get it. But at least we didn't get the wild turnovers late. At least, you know, he didn't put the uh, team in the position to just fall flat on his face. And the defense hung in there. I like the energy from Urban and the coaches on the sideline. We need to see more than that. Hey, we all had high expectations or false dreams, so to speak, about the Jaguars coming to the season. But this is a time of year that you want to see what this young team is really made of. And for them at home to deal with a top five team in the NFL, which the Buffalo Bills are, to do what they did to get the win and not even allow this thing to get the OT, that's impressive. That, look, the team last year couldn't have did this. Mm-mm. So this lets me know that maybe Urban is starting to connect. And I like what Josh Allen said after the game. He said, look, we got the pieces. We got the coaching. We just got to settle down, know our assignments, believe and trust in one another. That lets me know the locker room, some people are emerging as leaders. Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen on the defense. That lets me know some things are starting to take shape in the locker room. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go on a run and end up winning the AFC South. That's not what I'm saying. But week in and week out, as this season goes on, I think we got about nine games left. You're not going to play the Jaguars. I'm going to boldly say it. I don't think you're going to play the Jaguars and going to come around and stomp on them no more this year. I don't think so. So you think the Seattle game was the... Was I think the, that was it. You think that was it? I think they took that as a bad taste of embarrassment, and they knew they were better than that off of what they did the week before against the Atlanta Falcons. I think they, I think they, I think the coaching, the coaches got with them and they made them believe that guys, we just didn't show up at all last week. Now, if we show up, we can do this. And by God, they did it today. Mm -hmm. No one in the world picked the Jaguars to beat Buffalo. Nobody. If somebody did, but they got paid. They got paid if they did. <laughs> so shout out to the Jaguars and getting a big win again. Happy birthday to our Jaguar football correspondent, Rashad Robinson. I'm sure at this point in time he is unconscious from a massive win uh, from the Jags today and uh, enjoying his birthday. All right. All right, Black, let's get into some other scores. Now, I don't know what went on in Dallas today. Mm. What happened? Went on in Dallas today. Now, the Denver Broncos trade away the greatest defensive player in their franchise to go to the Los Angeles Rams. Dak comes back. We get a huge win against Minnesota last week with my man's Cooper freaking Rush. <laughs> and then we come home and land, eh? Mm. The Broncos run all over Teddy Bridgewater looking like he back at Louisville. Melvin Gordon looking like he back in Wisconsin. This Patrick wide receiver kid, he murdered us. This dude was on my fantasy team and I benched him. And he got 35 points. What? Yeah. So, we just got out. Diggs what getting Diggs was at? Diggs was getting burnt. Oh, man. No, man. Sneaking. Getting P.I.'s called against him. Michael Parsons, I ain't hear his name all day. Dak Prescott was wild, erratic, non-accurate. Just no chemistry there. And I'm like, wow, you mean to tell me one week? One week, and then I got to thinking. Not no excuses, though. 
It's literally been almost three weeks since Dak has been out here with this offense. We had a, we got the win against the Patriots, had the bye week. He was off the week, uh, week after that, and then he practiced this week, and this was his first game back almost three weeks. This offense was absolutely shut down. And it's not the fact that the plays weren't there. Dak was missing them. Guys were dropping balls. So a flat-out stinker for my Cowboys. Am I concerned? No. I think the Cowboys, when you lose like this, you won six straight, you take this, and then you break it back down, and then you get ready to go back out next week. You learn from them there, get a win next week. I think we got Washington next week. That's what I think is going to happen. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm upset. We ended up scoring some points late, 30-16, to 16, but that didn't indicate what the game was. We got absolutely manhandled from the Denver Broncos. Black, any concern for the Cowboys? Oh, man, I don't think it's a concern, man. The Cowboys, uh, they got a lot of good football ahead of them. It's just like you say, it's just a hiccup. You know, it's it's the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, everything will always be sweet. You know what I'm saying? I know some Cowboy fans, oh, we lost to Denver. What's going on? Nah, it's all right. Yeah. Y'all need to chill. Dak, get back on point. Dak just missed the game, and we really don't know if Dak's 100% or not. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he's fighting, trying to, you know, he want to play, want to be there for his team. But like you say, D, just a lot of miscues today uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Diggs didn't play well, didn't hear Parsons. Uh, C.D. Lamb, them boys dropping footballs left and right. I, I, I don't know what was going on out there, but um, it'll be all right. They'll bounce back next week, man, against uh, the Washington Redskins. The Washington football team. Football team. I'm sorry. The football team. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I think we play Washington next week. Uh, let's see here. And I'm surprised. I'm like, man, what's I up? I know y'all play the Raiders Thanksgiving Day. So we, yeah, we do. So, mm-hmm. well, next week we got the Falcons. Excuse the Fal- me. We oh, play okay. the Falcons at 1 o'clock. Got a big win today, At home. Too. Got a big win for them as well against mm-hmm. New Orleans. So that should be a decent game uh, to check out. We owed them for last year as well. So we'll see. Uh, what's going on there? All right, Black. We're gonna run down a couple more scores through the one o'clock games. Four o'clock games are really wrapping up. I, the Cardinals, the just smacking the 49ers. Four minutes left in this game. 31 17, 17 No Kyler Murray. No DeAndre Hopkins. And what is going on with this Kyle Shanahan team with the San Francisco 49ers with Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, what's going on? I don't know, man. They are to me. Jaguars might be. <laughs> they might. To me, they the biggest disappointment this year in the league. The 49ers. like they every everything is available for them. The defense came back. The running game. I mean, they have everything, and they are absolutely falling on their face. And you mean to tell me when you don't have to deal with Murray or Hawkins, y'all getting the smack beat out of y'all? Mm-hmm. What's going on in San Francisco, man? Hey, look, Mr. Shanahan had a first good two years there. But I tell you what, his last two seasons, some eyebrows are being raised. Some eyebrows are being raised. Mr. Shanahan, he need to get right. Uh, like we mentioned already, Green Bay down 13 to nothing. Six minutes left in that game. The Eagles get uh, smacked by the Chargers. Chargers are back on track after losing two in a row, 27 to 24. The Ravens get a <laughs> get a great win against the Minnesota Vikings at home, 34 to uh, 31 uh, in overtime. Baltimore keep on moving, keep on moving. Dolphins get a win over the Texans. Cleveland without OBJ. <laughs> 41-16 over the Cincinnati Bengals on the road. Baker Mayfield and the Bengals told Callen Cowherd and everybody else, shove it. Look, we saw last year, no OBJ, they thrive. Today, OBJ's not in the locker room, on the sideline, they was able to get back to what Stefanski loved to do. 
run that football, play action pass, completed pass, Baker high percentage, great day today by the Cleveland Browns with OBJ hoping to you know find his next team in the next day or so. I mean, just spectacular. Mayfield, 14 for 21, 218, two touchdowns, no turnovers. Nick Chubb, <laughs> Chubb Rock, 137 on the ground, nine a clip. Dang. Nine a clip. His longest was 70 uh, yards, and he had two touchdowns. Defense was just uh, outstanding. Uh, Baker got the uh, ball to 10 different receivers today. Oh, that's crazy. 10 different receivers today. Great day for the Cleveland Browns. Black, is it a coincidence? <sighs> We've seen this before, man, from, yep. from them, like you said. But I, I, I wouldn't have thought they would have looked like this, especially, especially going on the road to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Like, man, this was uh, – a big deal for them. Hopefully, this will be a a a, a, a walk in the right direction. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying for them. And um, I just don't know, man. I can, is it? Can we say was OBJ a cancer in the locker room for them? I wouldn't say that. Or a he, distraction? No, he just didn't fit. <clears throat> he didn't fit. He did not fit. They don't do a stretch offense. That's not what they do. Jarvis Landry is not a stretch wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He didn't fit. Odell stretches and blows the top off. Yeah. That's all I think it was. And, and the players came out. The players came out and said, nah, man, like, we shot. We stunned. We want him here. We thought it could have worked. So, I ain't heard. It was some, some, uh, uh, somebody came out. They didn't want their identity to be revealed. Say, OBJ got an attitude problem and he wears butt on his uh, shoulders and he wouldn't even talk to people in the locker room. Well, a couple of defensive leaders came out and said, whoever they need to show their face. Whoever they said need to show their face, stop being a coward, show your face. Dang. So I think OBJ ain't had nothing to do with that, man. Yeah, but they look they look strong, man. Strong. Their identity is running that mug with your Brock. You know, he, he getting that mug 20 plus times, bro. Good luck with that. It's a, it's, it's a success for them. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what they love to do. So. Uh, this could be something good for them, man, in the right direction. So, uh, shout out to the Cleveland Browns on a huge win. Yep. So, Odell Beckham Jr. has been officially released. He goes on waivers tomorrow morning. Teams have till Tuesday, 4 p.m. to claim him. Reports have already came out that Odell is looking to be on a contender. And if a contender does take him off waivers, he's with it. If not, Odell might not show up. He might not show up if it's not a contender who picks him up. Those are reports this morning from Adam Schefter. I hope that's not true. Hopefully no team touches him because if you pick him up, you know, you're going to have to deal with what come with him. I just kind of think, look, don't touch that man. Let that man do what he need to do and go the way he go, and that's just going to be it. This Odell last chance. Like, if he get to pick his team, this going to be his last chance, bro. He's not going to have no more opportunities to say, hey, this is the reason why. No. He's eight, nine, he's eight years into the league. You know, this is going to be his, what, third team. So, it ain't going to be no more conversation, man. It ain't going to be no more conversation. This is going to be his last opportunity. So, we'll see where Odell, Odell lands by Tuesday by 4 o'clock. Packers just got in the end zone. Jordan Love touchdown pass to Allen Lazard. We got four minutes left in this game. Like, it's going to be 7-13 to 13 here. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, with Green Bay and Kansas City. A couple more scores before we move on to the NBA. The Raiders with a tough loss to the New York football Giants, 23-16. Falcons get a win over the Saints, 27-25. to uh, The Colts maim uh, the New York football Jets, 45-30 on this uh, past Thursday night. 
uh, football. And we still have a couple of games left. We got the Titans and the Rams on Sunday night, and we got the Bears and the Steelers on Monday Night Football. We'll see how everything works out there. All right. All right, we're going to transform into the NBA, and then we're going to wrap up the show, man. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. Last time we talked, which was a couple days ago, LeBron James, you know, they came out and said LeBron's going to be out for about a week with an abdominal strain. The Lakers are currently not doing that well, sir. The Lakers are 10th in the Western Conference, sitting at 5-5 five and five on a two-game losing streak. Now, Black, last night, while the <laughs> UFC was on and Canelo was fighting, I also had the Lakers... And the uh, Portland game on. I had all three on. And every so often I'll look up at the game. I kind of figured the Blazers would win. But the stat line from our starters, minus Raymond, was absolutely pathetic. Are you ready, Black? Russell Westbrook had eight points. One for 13. Avery Bradley had four points. Two for five. DeAndre Jordan had six points, three for five. Kent Bazemore had four points, one for three. Anthony Davis, his tummy was hurting. His tummy was hurting. He had to go puke and throw up a couple of times from Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel said he threw up about five times before tip-off, but he was a warrior one to see if he goes, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I don't, shut up. Don't try to shoot me no bell because his stomach was hurting. He suited up. Come in the second half, we get a live report talking about Anthony Davis won't return because of his stomach. <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? Anthony Davis, before he went out, two points, a whopping one for five. Didn't even get to the foul line. Leading score last night was Malik Monk with 13 points, my boy, for the Los Angeles Lakers. The leading score was Malik Monk. Black, I know Raymond is out. But this is, this is, this is, this is, uh, <laughs> this is awful. This is awful. <laughs> Anthony Davis and Westbrook were still on the floor. It ain't like Dame, CJ and Dame, Dame had, uh, 25, CJ had, uh, seven. Like, what's going on? The bench murdered us. Nurkic with 15, Covington with 12. I mean, my God. 
I know it was early, but last night pissed me off. Yeah. It pissed me off. Now, I don't want to hear nothing about AD. Get that man some Pepto-Bismol, some Imodium AD, or a ginger ale. Do something. <laughs> and get him going in the right direction. Black, are you? am I tripping, or do I have the right to be as pissed as I am about last night? Yeah, you got the right to be pissed, but it's a long season, man. But, hey, let's go back to what I told you, man. They need LeBron, man. Yep. He has to be on the court. I hate to say it. I wish I could say, man, LeBron can chill. I know AD and Russ got this, but obviously they can't even take care of business. I can't do nothing, bro. Very embarrassing. Am I really concerned? No. I'm pretty sure this they'll have stretches like this where they lose games. Look, man, like they got a tough they got a tough schedule. They got Miami and um who else was it? Uh I just seen uh in this stretch for the Lakers. Let me see who was uh pull it up. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Crazy. Oh, they got the they got the Hornets, they got the Heat. And they got the Timberwolves and the Spurs. So, look, man, it's early, D. It's early. It's, it's still <laughs> they still figuring things out. But last night was very, very embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Davis needs to, needs to get it together. Westbrook needs to get it together. And this cast that we put together, they need to get it together. There ain't no way Portland with C.J. McCullough scoring seven points was supposed to beat us. And Dame only had twenty five. That's probably his best scoring game so far this season. This season. This season. Crazy, man. Um, they'll, they'll find a way to get it together, but Raymond got to get back on the court, man, because it seems like we need him, D. We can't, we can't rely on the other two, two superstars to, to get the job done. So um, shout out to Portland, man, on the big win. Lakers, let's get it together. I know it's a long season, but, man, we need to see much, much more from y'all. Yeah, when I see teams like the Philadelphia 76 to start the season off 8-2 and two, and this dysfunction that they have going on, they say the best player not even on the court being Simmons. When I see them starting off the season 8-2, and two, it really pisses me off. When I see the Brooklyn Nets start off the season 7-3, and three, Kyrie Irving's not there. They're having to adjust James Harden still trying to get his mind together. At seven and three, when I see the Bulls at six and three, stuff like that pisses me off. When I see the Cleveland Cavaliers at seven and six and four, the Washington Wizards at six and three, it pisses me off. When we get to the Western Conference, man, I see the Grizzlies, the Nuggets. I got the Kings. They the seventh seed in the West right now. It just pisses me off. We lost to the Thunder twice. Mm-hmm. Twice. I'm not winning. When LeBron was out there, we won two in a row. And then LeBron goes down again. Now we back on a two-game losing streak. I know it's going to take time. I'm not blowing my top here, but come on. Last night was pathetic. Malik Monk <laughs> lead the, led the team and scoring with 13? Anthony Davis got to go boo-boo? <laughs> I'm just saying with all that, man, I, I want to see better from, uh, uh, from these Lakers, man. I know it's young, a young season so far. And I know Smooth, I know you out there listening to this laughing and kiki and kaka somewhere because you keep texting me every night we lose. Tell me, is it still a uh uh is it still a young season or you regret that respite trade? Stop texting me. We'll see how it goes from here. Black, give me some of your highlight teams so far, man, in the NBA so far, man. Got some good upstart teams making some noise early. Man, uh, I'm impressed with what the Mavericks doing. Six and three. They sitting third in the in the West right now. With a team that we didn't know how they was gonna gel together, it's still early, but they're playing some good basketball right now. Um, very, very impressed with uh, 
what the Miami Heat are doing. Miami Heat look really good. They had a, a good game last night with the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. Utah Jazz almost came back. Miami had like a 15-point lead, and Utah almost ran them down. But uh, Tyler Hero got hot. He hit by eight threes last night, so I love what the Heat are doing as well. And like you said, 76 is sitting at number one without being Simmons playing great basketball. We was when we previewing, we said they weren't gonna do nothing this year. So far, so so far, so good. Yeah. Sitting at eight and two. And man, the New York Knicks, man, the way they just playing some good basketball. Yep. Getting Fournier and getting, you know, getting some consistent Kimble. shooting. And then Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose looked Good man, reinvented. Yeah, man, to go up to Milwaukee and get a big win like they did this past week—that's a big deal. So New York Knicks and uh, the Miami Heat and uh, what the Dallas Mavericks are doing; those are three teams, man, that you know really stand out so far. Yeah, for me, man, the Memphis Grizzlies, man, the Memphis Grizzlies. John Moran is taking that next leap. I kind of feel if you redraft where him and Zion today, um, he would be the number one pick uh, in this draft. I mean, this kid is just absolutely electric, man. He is outstanding. Love to watch John Moran play. He's becoming one of my favorite players uh, in the in the NBA because you know you're going to get a show. He reminds me so much of Russell Westbrook when Westbrook was a young puck. Every time you've seen Westbrook in the, in the Baby Thunder, man, Westbrook was just jumping off the TV screen. But Ja got a little bit more skill than Russ. Mm. His shooting is coming along very, very early. He's getting to the lane. He's creating for others. I really love what Memphis is doing. Chicago Bulls, man. I love what that Bulls team is doing out there. Billy Donovan, man, that's a hell of a coach, man. Yeah, he is. When he left Oklahoma City and went to Chicago, we were all like, what? But they put pieces around Levine, DeRozan, uh, Zoe, uh, uh, Caruso, Vujovic, uh, what they got out there. They playing very good basketball. And let me tell you something. If you haven't seen the Bulls and the Knicks play, they played twice already, and both games were great. Don't miss no more games. When the Bulls and the Knicks play a game of basketball, if you're a basketball fan and you love the game, watch them the game. They play two more times this year. Watch them play. You talking about knockdown, drag out basketball? I enjoy both of those games between the Knicks and the Bulls. So you got some sneaky teams, man, like the Cavaliers, man, a young team. They don't have a conscience. They just out there hooping, man. Mm-hmm. They sitting number seven in the East right now. So you got some good basketball being played. It's weird to see the Bucks sitting at the 10th seed in the East. It's weird to see the Celtics sit at 11 and the Hawks sitting at 12. But we know all that will shape up as the season goes on. But, yeah, we got some nice young upstart teams in the NBA. And uh, the season is young. Of course, our coverage of the NBA will get stronger and stronger as the season goes on. But, you know, we got to stop by and talk about what the hell is going on in Los Angeles. And, uh, from you know, we'll talk about all the nice stories that's coming out of the NBA uh, as we wind down this NFL season. All right, man, we pretty much it. That's pretty much it. We're going to wrap it up now. Shout out to the Sports Desk Fantasy League. Um, things are uh, heating up in the league. We had, uh, I think we had our first trade today uh, uh, in the league. Uh, let me get to these messages here. I think Hassan and Charles made a trade uh, today. Uh, where we at? Where we at? Yeah, they made a trade. I can't find it right now, but the standards are what they are as of today. Where we at? Uh-oh, where we at with the standings and the league? All right, so Freddie Briggs is number one in the league, followed by Charles at 71. Jacks pull out Kings at 6-2. and two. Black is at four. Yeah, man. At five and three. I'm at five <laughs> at five and three. It's a lot of people at five and three. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, yeah. Native, Jack's Native 9 to five at five and three. NCAA Young Boy at five and three. Peyton Man is overrated at four and four. E's on the four. Boys at four and four. And ABC Peer, 
peerless team at three and five to wrap out the top 10. So the sports test is still going on. Remember, T-shirts and gift cards. Trophy. Trophy will be given out for the winner of the sleeve. All right, so I want to introduce a new segment. Uh, sports betting is officially legal in Florida. A lot of people are getting involved with it, man. The, 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 the app for it is the Hard Rock Sportsbook. All right. It just came out this past Friday. Right now, they're giving away free bets. If you sign up, you get two free bets. So you get a $5 bet and a $10 bet. Uh, it's on them. If you win, it's you pretty much won your ticket for nothing. So they got parlays on there, live betting on there, all football, basketball, everything on there. So due to the culture of sports, it's unavoidable with the sports books. You got Caesar sports books, FanDuel. Uh, 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 DraftKings, um, just so many different sports books out there, and with Florida being in the mix right now with the Hard Rock uh book, I just kind of feel like the sports says need to play its part and give us some advice on some uh some bets out there if you're trying to make your a couple of dollars. So I got a couple of bets that's going to take place uh for you guys uh leading into Monday and uh tonight. So if you listen to this uh before the Sunday night football uh game. Cool. So, uh, hear me out. Let's go ahead and get my little. I have my little song ready, man. With, with the little money, man. Uh, we're gonna do some. Uh, do some betting real quick. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money. What I say, no man. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. money. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and talk some spreads. All right. So let's see tonight, Sunday night football. If you're trying to get your little ticket going on you got the titans and the rams the rams are a seven point favorite uh in this game but the over and under is set at 53 now you got some injuries for the tennessee titans mainly derrick henry but if you're looking for the upset i wouldn't do it but if you're trying to make a little money i would take the over here at 53 points all right i believe both teams will combine to get over 53 points all right nba for monday nba for money that's basically where all the betting will take place now that baseball is over and you do have an NFL game on Monday night. My phone is acting super slow. So let's see what I can grab here real quick. You got the Bears and you have the Steelers. Bears and the Steelers coming up on Monday night football. They got the spread at 6.5. I like that. So Bears at Steelers. The Steelers have been coming along. But if you're smelling upset and you want to take a chance on Justin Fields and the Bears going into Pittsburgh, getting them a win by three, take the 6.5 with the Chicago Bears. All right. NBA for Monday night. You got some very good games. I might get in some of this action on Monday night. Anytime you got a slate of 12 games of the NBA, you want to go ahead and get involved. I know one team I ain't touching. I ain't talk, touching the Lakers. Lakers and Hornets are tomorrow night. I ain't touching it. But if you're looking for a tight game where you can put a couple of dollars on, Knicks, 76ers. 76ers are the favorite at four and a half points. The over-under is set at 210. I would take the under. Two good defensive teams. Last time they played, those points were under 210 as well. Take the under 210 for the Knicks and the 76ers. And one last game, Nets, Bulls. First time they're going to be playing um, this season. Right now, it is set at 215 for the over and under. I'm going to take the under. Now, if you're feeling froggy, you want to take the Nets minus four. That's the line. They think the Nets will win this game by four games. 
I would take the Knicks minus four. I think Kevin Durant, James Harden are going to Chicago and get a big win. All right. So we're going to be doing that week in and week out. Just giving some bets out there that you can consider if you're into the sports books. You know, that you could do bets for a dollar, two dollars, five dollars. You know, they don't really cost that much um, to have a little fun. A lot of people think, oh, I got to put down a hundred and fifty. No, 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 no. You can get you a nice nine pick parlay for five bucks and probably cash out a grand if you own your game. That's up to you. But, uh, I plan on going for the gusto. Yeah, man, we need to go and get us a gusto, man. <laughs> I need to get me about an eight, uh, eight parlay, man. I'm telling eight you, parlay, man. man. We got to hit on you. something, man. We is. We yeah, is, true. So, yeah, remember, sport, uh, sports betting is legal in Florida, and the app is the Hard Rock Sportsbook. It is a great app. It is simple. It is easy. It takes nothing to sign up. You can navigate through it, and it's no problem. All right? So we'll be doing this each and every week, and uh, it's a lot of fun. All right? So that's pretty much we got all we got for today's show. Black, anything before we get out of here? Uh, no, nah, man. Happy to be back, man, at the sports <clears throat> desk. It's fun, bro. A lot of fun. Old right? format. I love it, man. I'm happy we back with the old <laughs> format. But happy, man. I'm just... Thankful, uh, thank appreciate all the all our support, all the listeners, man, for rocking with us, man. Big things coming, y'all keep rocking with us. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, thank you guys for listening, uh, passing the show along to your friends and your family each and every week. Spending some time with me and Black, we really, really appreciate that. You can find me at Dedrick Hicks Jr. on Twitter and Instagram. Don't forget about the the sports desk page. On uh, Instagram as well Black what can I get you Yeah y'all can hit me at BlackNL3 On Twitter and Instagram Alright until the next time You guys might hear from us again this week We'll see how the sports world is going uh, But you guys be safe Take care of yourselves And I will be talking to y'all soon Lunch sports. No, 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 no. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk. No, no, no. New sports desk.